It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies. We are so grateful that you are here today. And a big thanks to Gavin, our producer, who just helps the Love Ladies sound great every single week. We're so thankful for him. You are listening to The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. Oh my goodness, what a beautiful Saturday morning. And friends, if you hear excitement in my voice, it's because you get to meet a very dear and special person to me today, and I cannot wait to introduce you to her. But before that, we'd like to say hi to my co-hosts, my beautiful friends, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Hello, Kathy. How are you today? Good morning, Coach Carrie. You and Marlene are looking exceptionally gorgeous this morning. I like your blouse and the hair is all flowy and done. <laughs> Did you curl that this morning or is that how you woke up? I, oh, oh yeah. I wake up like this. I mean, don't you know? Come on now. <laughs> wake up gorgeous. Well, it's great to be with you guys this Saturday morning. And friends, it's great to be with you. We are in this incredible Advent series that I am loving. You know, the last two weeks we have covered the topics of embracing hope and and just last week embracing love. And and this week we're doing embracing joy. And I am mm-hmm. so excited about this week because I am just learning so many new things about each of these topics mm-hmm. and just preparing my heart for Christmas as you know, we we approach this wonderful day of, of remembering Christ's birth and remembering that God sent his son. It's just such an incredible time. And so I'm looking forward to, Carrie, everything that you've prepared with joy and this incredible guest that, um, you know, when I think about someone who is going to be a special guest that's going to talk about jo- joy, I don't think about a president of a company, you know, and so I'm thinking, okay, we're not going to have a business discussion with the president of a company. We're going to have a joy discussion. And how cool is that, that God has raised up people to these positions where they are president of Fortune 500 companies, and yet they have the joy of Christ driving them and just spreading that joy to the people around them every day. I'm just so excited about this program, friends, and I'm so excited to share it with you today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good morning, Marlene McMichael. How are you? I'm good. Good morning, everyone. And I, I agree with Kathy. I um well, number one, I think we're going to have a wonderful chick time today on the radio. <laughs> but number two, I mean, I my career, I've dealt with professionals all my life. Mm-hmm. And um, so to talk about joy and professional executives in the same sentences is pretty exciting. And I look forward to it. I know. Absolutely. It's a beautiful, beautiful Saturday. And friends, if you have missed any of our latest programs on during this Advent series, you can always find us on your favorite podcast. So you can go to Love Talk. Remember, that is one word. Go to the, go to the place where you listen to your podcast, type in Love Talk, all one word, and you will find our bright, shiny faces right there with a big red logo. You can also find us on our archives at Love Talk Network. And of course, you can live stream us. You can be sitting on the beach right now, live streaming us from <laughs> anywhere in the world. And so, and that's on the bridge, Austin. And we come to you every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. I had a very interesting thing happen this weekend, girls. Um, Logan had a crazy basketball tournament um, up in Georgetown, and I had a gentleman walk up to me. Of course, y'all know my voice is so distinct. And um, very loud. And um, this gentleman walks up to me and he goes, it was Saturday afternoon. He goes, I'm so sorry, but did I hear your voice on the radio this morning? And I said, well, maybe. Depends on what station you were listening to. And he goes, because I was listening to 101.1 and I'm pretty sure that was you. I said, well, yes, sir, that was. And so I got to tell him about the program. He had happened upon it. And, but he recognized, y'all, that's so funny. He recognized my voice. <laughs> and so, um, I was very thankful for that. And that was just a, a neat, neat experience. Um, well, ladies, we've got a, a few minutes left here in this segment. 
Marlene, Kathy, what's been going on with you? Kathy, are you in the middle of Christmas and wedding planning for the hey, for we the daughter? Have, yes, we are all. I've been talking to wedding planners and cake bakers and photographers and venues and still have nothing nailed down. <laughs> we're, we're waiting to find out if we're going to get married in June or at the end of August. And oh. when I say we, I mean my oldest daughter mm-hmm. and her fiance. But it feels like a we. I mean, I, when yeah. these things happen in your family, it is this marvelous we that everyone gets to take part in the joy of the occasion. And I just love it that that umbrella of joy just sprinkles and waters and pours out on on everyone. It just covers everyone. So, yes, we are in the thick of that. I do have my Christmas tree up, and it's beautiful this year. I don't know what it is about a Christmas tree and just filling it with all of those ornaments that have special Mm -hmm. memories. And you get to look in the past and remember all the past Christmases and all the past things that God has done, even the hard Christmases, you know, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of sad memories uh, from years past, but I get to look back and see what God has done with it. Mm-hmm. And so it just gives me this joy just that re- rising up in me. And so next weekend um, or next, next week, on Monday, boy, I'm kicking off the week with it. I'm going to have about 25 ladies over to the house and I'm going to have a little prayer party and a Christmas prayer party, ladies. And so I'm getting ready for that and looking forward to it. Marlene, what about you? Well, actually, I'm in a mild panic that it's only two weeks till Christmas. And it, 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 it dawned on me this weekend and I'm going, I don't think I can do it all. But um, I am looking forward to it because my daughter's coming home and, and uh, we're going to have a good time together. We've got several things planned. But I actually, this week, I was communicating with a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time. And she says, well, let's go have lunch. And I said, okay, I can do that. And literally, I could not find a day. Oh, and no. so I was like, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. But we're, we will get it all done. And um, I'm not having a prayer party next week, but I am having a, a chick party next week. <laughs> so uh, I have a girlfriend who um, used to work for me and then uh, went out on her own. And um, she now lives in Mexico and is coming back uh, into the States for the Christmas holidays. And so we have a bunch of girlfriends that we're all going to get together and have a good time next Tuesday. That's so, so fun. That's yes. so fun. Well, we will all get it done, and you know what? If it doesn't all get done, it it's going to be important. okay. That's right. <laughs> Amen. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Well, friends, I really want to introduce you to our special special guest today, uh, Allison Nikki. She goes by Nikki Lawrence. Um, in her professional world, she goes by Allison. In her friendly world, I guess she goes by Nikki. She is the president of Black & Decker, now the e-commerce business division of Black & Decker. Nikki and I have known each other. Nikki, I can't even believe this. Almost 25 years. God placed Nikki in my life when she suddenly moved to the United States after she finished high school in Canada. And she was a brilliant student and a gifted basketball player. And Nikki just picked up the phone one day and called me. She didn't know me. She called Blinn College Women's Basketball, and I answered the phone. And God changed my life that day. That phone call led to a very sweet player-coach relationship that blossomed into an adult friendship. Nikki Lawrence is a connector by nature, Her vibrant personality leaves very little room for anyone to be a stranger for too long. And this trait has fueled her pastime and helped Nikki engage audiences as a mistress of ceremony at fundraisers, events, and women's conferences with organizations you're probably familiar with, friends, like Lifeway and Sparrow Collective and local churches all across the country. And like I mentioned before, by day... Nikki is the president of the e-commerce division, business division of Black & Decker, which uh, you've probably heard of this small, tiny, little, multi-billion dollar Fortune 500 <laughs> company. Um, and she has been with Black & Decker for over 19 years and has held a plethora of sales and marketing roles along the way. 
when she can combine her love for hospitality and or developing people, she is in her happy place. After she left Blinn College, she went to Oklahoma State and played basketball there at Oklahoma State, had a very successful career, and earned her bachelor's degree in marketing, and then went on to earn her executive MBA from the University of Texas at Dallas. And I'm sure, Nikki, you don't have a whole lot of free time, but when you do, you're volunteering and binge-watching HGTV. And what are you seeing if they're using your tools? And um, you're road-tripping with your friends. Welcome to Love Talk, Nikki Lawrence. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you, Marlene and Kathy. What a pleasure to be with all of you. I'm so thrilled. Thank you for having me. Uh, what fun. What fun. Well, Nikki, um, I'm... I, I feel like I'm going to dominate this conversation today. Poor Kathy and Marlene. I, I really wanted them to meet you. I and mean, I'll try not to ask you every single question. But I do want to ask you this. Um, we ask all of our guests this question. It's so important to us. Could you tell our listening friends um, how you came to know that Jesus loves you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love that you're kicking off with this question. And as I reflect back on my life, I think through how my mother and my dad were early examples of the love of Christ. Not only did they demonstrate it to me and my siblings, but they articulated to us often how much God loved us. And we were a family that was active in church. And so we were there in the choir and at summer camp. And my mom was cooking mac and cheese for the kids at church. And so between the two, I was just always having some kindling around my faith, you know, understanding who Jesus was and what he was doing. But it was the experience with a pastor who was traveling, who came to our church one night, I must have been seven or eight, and articulated uh, the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the sacrifice of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, in a moment, just made that so personal to me in my young mind, kind of drawing on all the things I'd seen and heard over the years um, as a young person in church. And I chose uh, the Lord that day as my Lord and Savior, and I've been walking with him ever since. It's definitely been a life marked by grace and by his patience and by his love for me, which I'm still walking out uh, today, but came to know the Lord really young um, in a personal way. Ladies, you guys can, and listening friends, you guys can imagine, I'm a very young coach. I think I was 24 or 25 when I met Nikki, and my phone just rings in my office, right? And people were calling all the time. This is before, you know, you could really watch film on people and stuff. And I'm thinking this voice on the other line, like, Nikki's probably going to be a 5-2, you know, point guard or something. And in basketball terms, that is not what we need right (laughs) and so I just said you know what why don't you just come visit and then Nikki walks in my office and she's this beautiful 6'1 just statuesque beautiful figure I'm like oh my stars (laughs) and the Lord just Nikki if you I mean the Lord just orchestrated that so beautifully for us because I think he knew how much um my husband Ashley and I needed you and also how much you were going to need us during that time in your life um so you came to America when you were 17 you had lived in Canada um had you lived there your whole life, Nikki, or did you live, uh, you had lived in Canada your whole life? Okay. Born and raised in Montreal, and at 17, my mom, who's a nurse, got an opportunity in Houston and brought all her kids with her. And you've said it so well a couple times, Carrie, but as you ask about how I've known that Jesus loves me upon salvation, but also over the course of my life, uh, meeting you and Ashley in that season of my life as a 17-year-old, you know, in a new country, no friends, no, you know, family members, if you will, away at college, and you and Ashley becoming family, but also blessing me and developing me as a coach, uh, as a player, uh, who would eventually get picked up by a Division One program. I mean, it really is the beginning of the miracles that I've seen God work in my life over the years that, you know, started with you and your husband at 17 years old, which is crazy to think about. Mm, So crazy to think about. Well, I will let Marlene and Kathy talk in the next segment. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) 
I promise. Um, you know, Nikki, we're so thankful to have you. And listening friends, again, this is our beautiful friend Nikki. We're going to hear more about her path of joy through so many times in her life, um, at not only as a young... And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership, talking today about embracing joy. And we have a very special guest with us, Nikki Lawrence, uh, president of Black and Decker. And she and Coach Carrie go way back to the days uh, when Coach Carrie was a college women's basketball coach at Blinn College. And Nikki, I'm so excited to get to know you. I just love how in the first segment you really share, you shared very open-heartedly about how you came to know that Jesus loves you. And friends, if you missed our first segment, you're going to want to go back and get that. You can go visit our archives at lovetalknetwork.com or go to your favorite podcast site and type in Love Talk, all one word, and you will see Coach Carrie and Marlene and my face smiling back at you. And you can just uh, press on click or press on play and uh, you'll get the whole program, including that first segment. Well, Nikki, I want to open with this question. So you, you started your American experience at Blinn College in Brenham, Texas. You had moved um, out of your home country in Canada at the age of 17, knew no one, had no friends. You earned your associate's degree and continued your education and basketball career after Blinn at Oklahoma State University. Now, Carrie tells us during this time, you were very mature for your age as you navigated really tough new situations in these different places, but yet she saw you again and again that you chose to embrace joy even when life was difficult. And so I have this question for you as you reflect on this young time in your life as this 17-year-old, as this young adult moving through uh, these new and challenging situations do you think God was using these situations to prepare you for your future roles as a connector, leader, and president of a Fortune 500 company? Thank you, Kathy, for the question. And um, I'm going to try to make through this without crying because when you think about yourself at 17 and you fast forward 25 years, you come face to face with God's grace. And even listening to you talk about that, I go every single moment in retrospect, I can look back and see how he used a young girl who had little confidence to no confidence, completely different country, you know, questionable history playing basketball, which is a part of my testimony that um, Coach Carey at the time didn't have tape on me. You know, we weren't in this social media age. Things weren't getting captured like they do today on Facebook and YouTube. All she had was my word and my kind of physical demonstration that she would later put me through. But she had faith in me. And uh, we were both believers, which, again, I just see God's hand in at 17. And she had faith to allow me to walk onto the team that first year. And so here you take someone who has no friends, you know, at the school, um, no tape. I'm a walk on at the time. I'm not a scholarship player. But I gave what I think and looking back now a shaky yes, Kathy, a shaky <laughs> yes. Of, yes, I will step onto this team. Yes, I will try to deliver and perform. And as I fast forward over 25 years and I give this talk to young talent, I gave my shaky yes so many times later. I wasn't completely sure about the move for work, but I raised my hand to do it. I wasn't completely confident about the promotion or what I was stepping into, but I'd raise my hand to do it. I would step into so many unfamiliar places over the next 20 plus years. You talk about going to Oklahoma State, this big school. I was still relatively new on the block. I wasn't an American student that folks had followed but then to build credibility and respect and be voted as a captain there. Mm -hmm. Then fast forward to my time at Black & Decker. At the time, it was just Black & Decker, not Stanley Black & Decker. You know, you didn't see a lot of people like me in 2003 on the job site. I was working at a power tool company, male-dominated industry. Here I am stepping into spaces that were unfamiliar and unknown. And yet, I think by the grace of God, I had power to stand. You know, I had a power to endure. I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow. I wanted to help. And that would frame uh, not only my beginning of Stanley 
Black & Decker my time there. But fast forward to some of the roles I've had later on in my career, I'll go to one specifically where uh, about four years ago, I became chief of staff to the CEO of the entire company. That's probably an entire other segment or radio <laughs> show. But just speaking again to God's favor on my life and the personal way that I just believe God has seen me and equipped me along the way, I met the CEO at an event. And after a 10 to 15 minute conversation, he invited me to meet members of the executive team. Keep in mind, ladies, there are 50,000 employees at Stanley Black & Decker. Wow. Yeah, God granted me favor with the CEO. I thought it was a meet and greet that I was flying to the East Coast to do. And uh, that would translate that same day I flew to meet the team into a job offer to be the first ever chief of staff at Stanley Black & Decker for the CEO of a $14 billion company. And so you think back to being 17 and an unfamiliar place, a shaky yes, a lack of confidence, and all the stories that God has given me along the way prepared me for that moment. I didn't know the executive team. They didn't know me. I was picking up my life from a very comfortable uh, place in Texas and moving to the East Coast to the corporate office to show up and to lead and to move his strategy and priorities forward and to engage with the community and the company at a whole different level. There was no question had I not had those humble beginnings where I worked through a lot of that, where I leaned into God's strength, not my own, and where I prayed for help and wisdom along the journey that fast forward and equipped me to take such a big job as chief of staff to the CEO and ultimately um, the president of Black & Decker, which I will not end the year with. I will uh, be ending the year as the president of e-commerce for Stanley Black & Decker after a recent change. So it's a tale, a tale of miracles, <laughs> a tale of grace in so many different ways. Well, I mean, it just sounds to me like you have just really – pressed in to this relationship with the Lord when you've given your shaky yes and gone into all of these unknown places. I mean, what have you learned about God's character as as he has provided along the way for you? Yeah, I love this question, Kathy. You know, as I think about God's character and provision, I just think about the word unwavering. You know, mm. it has not wavered no matter mm. the season I was in, regardless of whether I quote unquote deserved it or not. The Lord has not wavered. I, I alluded to some of this in the last question, but I'm a single woman, you know, moving all around the country, traveling across the globe, leading in these big roles in corporate America and these big spaces and the Lord has just been my constant friend and help and protector and provider. And to your point about leaning in, I think that's where my spiritual growth came from, was being separated from all the things I knew, the comforts, leaving a church I love, my family, you know, to go take some of these jobs. And it just being me and Jesus at the end of the day. And the word, you know, getting rooted in the word on my own and finding a place to worship and be with other believers I really found the Lord to be unwavering. And if I could sneak in a second word, I think about the scripture in one uh, Psalm 145 that talks about the Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. And as I think about God's hand on my life, he has been extremely kind. You know, starting at 17, starting at a brand new coach at a college in Carrie Brinkater, <sighs> who picked up the phone and by chance let me come meet her at the end of her recruiting season. And that would literally catapult uh, what became the next 25 years of leadership and growth. So the Lord has been unwavering and he's been really kind to me beyond generous. You know, I think that what you're saying is so important. And I've always believed that God often offers opportunities and all he's asking us to do is move forward. Mm. You know, just walk through the door, the open door, and it seems that you have done that over and over again. But I want to ask about the fact that you came to the Lord very young. And, you know, speak to the parents because sometimes, I mean, I had an experience with the Lord when I was very young as well that was very real. But sometimes we think, well, those they're just little kids. They don't really know. Maybe they maybe that's not real. 
speak to that. Mm. And what's your advice to parents, mm. even though you're not one? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that question, too, because as I look back, I think I spoke earlier about the kindling around my faith from the very early days, right? It wasn't one thing. The Holy Spirit used my parents' example, used the ministry at church for youth, used young people who were serious about their faith when they were in elementary school to really bolster uh, what the Lord would use to strike a match, really, uh, with me coming to know him this one day when the message of the gospel became real and clear to me. So I would say invest in your children spiritually at a young age. Be intentional about the spaces that you're spending time with them in, such as church or family camp, the resources that you're putting in front of them. All of those things the Holy Spirit will use to woo them, even as children. And you know, we should not uh, use age. The scripture says, like, hey, the Lord will bless even those who are young. He will give young people dreams and visions. And he's doing that and using young people to change the world for his renown even now. And so as we as community and parents can come around young people and point them to Jesus and even show, I think, what was important, Marlene, is how to be authentic, you know, not this legalistic vision of church and what it should look like. But to go to Jesus and say, like, I've sinned, Lord, you know, help me. I want to repent from this sin. Have authentic conversations with the Lord, even young, and not just walk the walk or dress like they think they need for church. I think that is what stimulates um, the ground cell, really, for the Holy Spirit to work and meet them in that Bible study that they've gone to a hundred times or when the traveling pastor comes or in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with mom and dad when it doesn't have to be this big uh, match strike moment. It can be just coming to the Lord, talking to your parents about your trust in Jesus and laying down sin and believing um, God for an eternal you know, future. I think those are the things that hopefully parents are doing day in and day out um, that will lead to children that get to know the Lord young, but also walk with him for the rest of their days as well. Not that they would know him and then depart from him, but that they would walk with the Lord for their duration. You use the word intentional, and we've been mm -hmm. talking about intentional actions a lot on this show, so mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I actually think that's another pillow topic, being yeah. intentional. <laughs> right. Um, but how are you intentional in your work life mm -hmm. to exude the, the place that God has in your heart? Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. this has come up a lot, you know, because I think Carrie opened with the comments, you don't always see believers in these spaces in corporate America. And if I'm honest, ladies, uh, there was a large part of my life where I couldn't reconcile the two. You know, I was heavily involved at church on Sundays, praying with women, crying with families, you know, serving. And then on Monday morning, I was in Excel sheets and having to report on sales numbers. And I'm like, I don't understand how these two paths cross, but the Lord has done a work in me over the last couple of years where I realized they're not disconnected at all. For me, the marketplace is the mission field. Like, I've just got to go and ask the Lord for eyes to see him in those moments. So it has come alive to me in ways where I've stood with coworkers and prayed with them in their office when they've gotten bad news about the loss of a loved one or the loss of their job. I've spent time traveling with coworkers to meetings where I've been able to share my faith directly and just talk to them about theirs. You know, I don't have a story where someone has been like, really? Well, I want to know that Jesus too. But I do believe the Holy Spirit can do a work even with that deposit of a seed. You know, I get to talk on a platform to a lot of people, uh, external groups and internal groups. And I do purposefully point my success to God. And I, the scripture in 1 Corinthians 10:31, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. That's my personal charter. And so where I can point people to that, they may not understand it. They may roll their eyes but say that, hey, you know, these are miracles. I am not that smart. I am not that charming. Yes, to you are. <laughs> In corporate America, it is by the grace of God that I am here. And yes, there is hard work, and yes, there is endurance, and yes, there are all these things. Obedience, Marlene, which you pointed out, which I completely agree with. But largely, I'm in this moment by the grace of God. And so using those moments to say, hey, there's something bigger than this out there. Like, you're going to leave this talk and go to your next meeting. But I pray that something that I said makes you curious about this Jesus that I'm referring to. And so I've just asked for eyes to see the marketplace as mission and where I can 
I've explicitly lived out loud to the glory of God, sharing my faith, praying, inviting folks in to what I'm doing in the community, um, things like that. You know, I love what you said. You said, I am in this moment by the grace of God. I think I want to post that all over Instagram because that's so true. The moment that we are in, it is by the grace of God, whether that is in the boardroom or in the, you know, the around the, the kitchen table or in the classroom, wherever it is, you are in that moment by the grace of God. So why not bring joy into that moment, bring good things into that moment? And, and I just, I just love that so much. I have that um, written down and underlined several times. Well, Nikki, I want to ask you about this. You know, I, I think over Christmas, sometimes people do really struggle because all around them are lights and Christmas music and everyone is talking about hope and love and joy and peace and the light of Christ and all of these transforming things. And yet they are standing there wondering what is next and they aren't feeling that that the joy that they see around them what advice do you have for others who might be struggling right now to find joy just in their day-to-day lives Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's a good question and it's sad because the holidays can bring kind of the highest highs of the years but to your point Kathy they can bring the lowest lows as people navigate different personal situations and a couple of pieces of of advice that I would give is one like let yourself feel down don't beat yourself up for not having a great day like it's perfectly normal you know allow yourself to move through what you're feeling I think that's so important because people feel like I got to kind of force my way and then they explode because they haven't really processed and moved through how they're feeling. So give yourself grace on those down days. You're allowed to have those. Uh, Just don't stay there. The second thing I would say is get in the word. Like the word breeds life and hope and joy and peace. Find a verse or two that you can meditate on and repeat to yourself and rehearse to yourself. You know, one of my life verses is, uh, for from him and to him and through him are all things. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And for me, that's so important to say to myself and say to my heart in hard moments, because if everything is to him, then it's that reminder to do all things to the glory of God. And if everything is through him, then it means I can't really get through this season without the strength of Jesus. And and if everything is from him, then it means that God has allowed it. And so those kind of reminders help me to move through those places. The third piece of advice, surround yourself with your people. I mean, you all caught up at the top of this show and you can tell the camaraderie you have, the rapport, the friendship, surround yourself with people who love you and those that you love. I know for me, that shows up in dinners with my girlfriends when our calendar is allowed. We have an ongoing text thread where you know, they don't take themselves too seriously. I don't take myself too, too seriously. And so it allows for some laughter and joy and some humdrum days. And the last thing I would say is, is serve. Get out there. It sounds so cliche, but when you put your hands to um, the plow for someone else who's in need or someone else whose heart is broken, it often lifts our head up from our own problems. I remember one of my pastors used to say, you know, sometimes we get caught navel-gazing. We're just looking down and we're kind of wondering about the things that don't look quite like they should in our own lives. But if we lift our head up and serve others, sometimes that would point us back to the true north that we actually have more than we need in Jesus. And he has done exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask for. So those are some things that have been helpful along the way for me. I, I hope they're helpful to other people, too. Absolutely. You know, Nick, you, even as a young person, you, and in a whole new place, you came in very strong in your faith and in a place that was, you know, kind of rough around the edges. Junior college basketball is not for the faint of heart, right? I mean, and um, you, you used the principles that you just set forth um, having grace on your down days, getting in the word, even back when you were a young person, you used those. And so I just want to use that as an encouragement to everyone this holiday season. It doesn't matter how old or young you are, okay? Getting into the word and um, serving and, 
and being with your people. And I think also, you know, choosing your yeses and your noes during this time of year is very important um, for not only our mental health, but just just so that we can um, be where we want to be. Um, and choosing those yeses and noes very specifically is always, always a good thing. Now, Okay, so you're kind of changing, I guess, roles at your job a little bit. So, Nikki, what does this Advent season look like for you? Yeah, it's easy uh, to get caught up in the hustle and bustle, even with the best intentions of preparing your home for loved ones or buying gifts for those you care about. And for me, you know, I've had to be disciplined in um, getting in the word in the mornings and like setting aside the first of the day to really meditate and reflect on the meaning of Advent and waiting with anticipation for Christ's return. And in this case, celebrating his birth at Christmas here shortly, Uh, a local church has provided an Advent guide, which moves you through scriptures and specific prayers during the day. So I'm moving through that uh, on a daily basis. And then I love places like, um, Desiring God and others that have resources that you can read, whether it's articles or sermons, to kind of get entrenched in the real meaning of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to be intentional about documenting the days. I feel like the Lord is speaking even now. So what is he showing me about the season? What is he showing me about waiting? What is he showing me about anticipation? I, You know, it's so easy to rush past those things. Um in this holiday season. And so coupling my time in the word and in this Advent guide with really being, um, again, intentional about documenting what I believe the Lord is saying he wants me to take away from this season and or do um, in the culmination of celebrating Christmas. And then I'm taking my own advice. I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but I want to serve in the community. I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I you know, reflect often on the scripture in Mark 10 that talks about the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so I'm like, if we are supposed to be imitators of Christ and have his mind and love and affection for others, and I want to be that for someone in this holiday season. So that's how I'm digging my heels in during Advent is the word reflection and service. Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, you, and that is on top of your duties as a pre what is what tell me exactly this new role you're you're moving into nikki the president of e-commerce business for stanley black and decker what does that look like yeah it's really exciting you know when i was in e-commerce for the company some years ago it just meant selling online where people sold online but years later which speak to how fast technology is moving that includes way much more when you talk about e-commerce you're talking about Selling direct to consumers, potentially selling business to business, building dropship capabilities where you have this network of distribution centers where you can send product quickly, which we're all kind of guilty of that now. How fast can I get it? How do we build to that? Right. So e-commerce becomes more than just selling things online, which we do really well. It's helping our partners do better, better digital business and helping our company, which is a hundred and 80 years old or so do better digital business as well. So it's a really exciting place to be. I love the Black and Decker role. It was a dream job. I got to work with a very talented team on a really cool portfolio of products. But e-commerce is exciting in its own way. And I think it's very, very relevant for us because we're living in a digital age now. I want to be encouraging to everyone listening you started your journey with this company right out of the um, Oklahoma State University. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but you would go to like Home Depots and Lowe's and stuff. Is that right? Okay. You are spot on. Okay. And you, you would like set up the displays of tools, right? You are so right. And it's back to, you know, not despising small beginnings. And, you know, we can talk about all the biblical characters that were in the same place and think about, Joseph, you know, who was in prison and ended up ruling or all these things. But it is really biblical. Like, don't despise where the Lord has you. He's working something out in you. And to your point, Carrie, my career started down stocking in dirty stores, moving (laughs) tools up and down ladders, standing in front of retail centers at five o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. to sell products. Fast forward 20 years next year and to lead the e-commerce business at this multi-billion dollar company, it's such a privilege 
such a joy and such a gift. Oh, my stars. Oh, friends, we have a very short segment awaiting you with our good friend, Nikki Lawrence, and we are so grateful that she's just sharing her wisdom with us today um, and how much she loves the Lord and is using that in ways that are absolutely amazing in a Fortune 500 company. When we return to Love Talk, we'll have more with Nikki Lawrence. President of e-commerce business. Hello, friends, of and welcome Black and back Decker. to Love right Talk. Oh my stars! We just had the best chat um, during the commercial break, um, and you can actually hear that on our podcast. Gavin is going to put it there in our podcast because um, I tell you what, y'all, this young woman here, Nikki Lawrence, is just a beautiful gift of God's design and. She has embraced what God has given her um, with every single step of her life. And Marlene, in the last segment, you mentioned the next step. Like you said these words, and it and it caused Nikki's heart to kind of leap. Um, can you expound on that a little bit and, and take us back to kind of what we were talking about? Sure. And well, Nikki is she's a perfect example of of. God opening in a door and she just walking through it. Right. And that's the next step. God mm-hmm. never gives us a the whole roadmap. He never tells us where we're going to be in 20 years, even though we wish he would. Right. And my daughter and I have a joke that he's never early either. Right. He's, he's never late, but he's never early. He mm-hmm. just kind of pushes you a day at a time. And so... Nikki, talk about that as in your professional career because I know that's something that you uh, concur with. Completely. When you said it earlier, it just hit my heart because I think about being a 17-year-old uh, displaced from our country. You know, at the time my parents got divorced and so my mom was single. We had financial struggles, and if you had told that girl who wasn't confident, who didn't have self-esteem, who was finding her footing that 20 years later, she would lead a global team at a multi-billion dollar company, you know, have platforms both professionally and in ministry, she would have fainted. You know, it (laughs) seems so impossible. But as I look back on these 20 plus years, it is exactly what you just said. It is being obedient day in and day out, the ordinary day in and out with that next step. I had no idea where the road was going to take me as I gave my shaky yes for the next job, for the next promotion, for the next opportunity. But God in his infinite faithfulness and generosity and mercy has woven all that together to lead to the place I am today. And so that's my encouragement to whoever is listening. It may feel so hard because nothing feels extraordinary about being faithful with that next step. Maybe the next step feels even minuscule and it's not what you were expecting. But trust that God has a plan for your life. He has ordered your steps. He's not asking you to think about tomorrow. He's got tomorrow in his hands. And even if he doesn't do it the way that you think or have dreamed, it is good because he is kind in all his works and you can trust that. And so, Marlene, thanks for sharing that about the next step. I'm clinging to that in my own heart and um, as a demonstration of the life that I've led at this up to this point, for sure. Amen. I think embracing embracing what God has for us, embracing the joy. I think he has kind of built joy into each day. And I think there's so many scriptures that talk about the joy of the Lord being our strength. And, you know, it makes me think about the research research that shows that even laughter is like, getting extra sleep and laughter in, in boosts our immune system and reduces our stress. And there's something about joy that just completely changes things that in that next step that even may seem ordinary, if we keep the, our eyes on the Lord, if we have joy in that next step, it's uh, just amazing how life transforms. And it's amazing to see what God has done with your life. And, um, you know, you you love what you do. I mean, that's so clear. And and I will have to say, I love Black and Decker and DeWalt and the difference that it has made in our everyday life. <laughs> I mean, just been getting ready for Christmas. You know, you get out the dust buster and you pick up all the sparkles that are everywhere. And, um, you know, the little compost bin sitting on the counter that I can put stuff into and it doesn't smell and I can put it out in my garden and 
those little wagons, there is a collapsible utility wagon that um, Black & Decker makes that is absolutely amazing. Everyone can have one. So thank you, Nikki, as well, for not just getting us ready to step in spiritually into our week, but thank you for everything you're doing at Black & Decker for getting us ready for Christmas and making it easy. Now, Nikki, Kathy, I need to have you on our user research team. Like, you nailed that. You sound like a commercial for uh, Black & Decker product. Everything you talked about is an uh, innovation I would have brought up. So thank you for sharing how Black & Decker has been easy and helping you do projects around the house in an easy way. That's everything we're about. We're actually – our tagline is easy by design because we want all the things that you said to be true for households across the world. So I need to remember your email and call you when it's time to do some of <laughs> you know. You're absolutely right. Everything you said is great for the holidays. I know I have a sister who has used a cart to bring decorations down from the attic over to the living room, the collapsible cart. You mentioned the dustbusters near and dear to my heart. I have two. And even though it doesn't sound like this, wonderful exotic gift it is so handy as you have people coming and going i keep one in my car for quick messes and pickups there's also a really cool multi-tool that's brand new that's cordless it's available online it's called the black and decker kitchen wand and it's like a multi-tool that you can change the heads some world first patented heads by the way to like use as a frother, it can um, do output salt and ground pepper, you can use it to pop bottles open, it is so handy, it's available online, we've gotten great feedback on that, it just launched this summer, but to your point, uh, I love the Black & Decker brand, it's near and dear to my heart, but Stanley Black & Decker has a DeWalt brand, you can find drills for the handy person in your household, or for the person that helps you be handy, because there's some <laughs> of us out there That's too. <laughs> Maybe somebody on this call outsources projects and you want to um, give them what they need. DeWalt has a ton of drills and combo kits. You can get a saw and a drill together for a really great value online or at the big box centers. And then for others who are like, I'm not quite a Black & Decker person. I don't quite need what DeWalt has to offer. We have brands like Craftsman who are wonderful stocking stuffers, fantastic hand tools across the Stanley brand and the Craftsman brand. So if somebody needs a tape measure or a set of pliers or something like that, you can probably find something uh, for that person too. So a really wonderful um, portfolio of global brands that really do meet the user where they're at for their project. So Nikki, we didn't talk about this um uh, offline, and you may not have one lined up yet, but do you have any other, like, MC um, – I guess, gigs that you're hosting for Lifeway or for any of the other organizations. Do you have anything coming up that we could attend or our listening audience could attend? Oh, thanks for asking, Care. Yeah, I am all set to host a few Lifeway Women Lives in 2023. So they'll be in different parts all over the country. I know it's such a fun time and they have amazing Bible teachers incredible worship. I mean, I go to serve, but I'm always leaving refreshed and full after being with other women who are pursuing the Lord and worshiping together. Those dates are available on LifeWay's um, website. You can do LifeWay Women Live, I think, uh, will lead you to the multiple dates we'll have across the country next year. So I'll be with LifeWay hosting, and I'll keep you posted if anything else pops up, but I'm signed up to do those. Awesome. Well, and one of the things I love about Lifeway is they are awesome with streaming. I mean, the, the quality and you feel like you are right there, part of the event. So that's, that's great no matter where you are. If you can go live and be there and see you and meet you, I know our listeners would love to do that. Um, if they're not up for the travel or it doesn't work with the calendar, they can always register to stream it online as well. Absolutely. Kathy, that's a really good call out. Most of the events I've done are exactly what you just said. They're hybrid. So we're in a building somewhere, um, streaming live to a group of women. Sometimes they're by themselves in their living room with a cup of coffee. Sometimes they're hosting uh, in their living room or at a local church. So I love that you called that out. It is absolutely not just an in-person event. They can sign on lifeway.com to do it virtually as well. They'll get a similar, if not uh, just as superior experience. Well, Nikki, you know, we have just two and a half minutes left, but in our closing words here, you know, you have um, found a way to be an absolutely 
successful business woman, but yet love Jesus wholeheartedly. And meshing your two worlds together, um, you've found a way to do that. And I'm sure to be a blessing to way more people than you would ever know. Um, just people who you work with knowing that they could come to you and that you would pray with them. Wow, what an absolute honor, number one, but what an absolute blessing. And for you to emanate that to others, I just, um, is just a character, it's just a testament to who you are and what God has done in and through you. So for those that may be looking for, um, you know, a little extra joy this Christmas season. What are what are some closing thoughts that you have, Nikki? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think we talked about it a little earlier. There is no hope outside of Jesus. So if you would get in the word, if you would sit and be still in the busyness of the season and just ask the Lord to keep your heart anchored on the true reason for the season, which is celebrating our Savior, Jesus Christ, as Kathy alluded to, as you've said, uh, both Marlene and Carrie, like that will elicit joy and hope and peace all by itself. Sit in the word. I would also say surround yourself with those you love. Like as believers, we lift each other's arms up when the days are tough and long. And so just as we've enjoyed this time together, praying that folks would find their people and surround themselves with them uh, this season to bring joy and then I think personally, it's been my experience at least that serving others elicits joy and you can be a blessing to others. God blesses us so that we would be generous to others out of an outflowing of generosity we didn't even deserve. And so, you know, finding a pocket or two, whether it's dropping off a homemade goodie at a neighbor's house or serving at a local pantry or food bank, again, just another source of way to like look up and look at the Lord and look at Jesus and be moved by what he did for us in being generous um, to us as well. So those are a couple things I'll do to embrace joy this season. And I hope others are able to do the same. Thank you so much, Nikki. I love you with all my heart. I'm so grateful. I love you too. Oh, so grateful God brought us together all those years ago. Friends, we love you. For my co-hosts, Kathy Endebrock and Marlene McMichael, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkator, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.